You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Oceaga is coming back in full force from July 29th to the 31st at Parc Jean Drapeau, and that means our Oceaga podcast series is coming back, too. All summer long, Sarah and I will be listening to music from every band featured on all three days of Oceaga and sharing some of our favorites with you every two weeks as part of this podcast. Five bands per episode, two episodes per day, and just to make things a little more interesting for ourselves, we stayed away from the headlining bands for each day, uh, even though all those headlining bands are great. Uh, but we just wanted to challenge ourselves and really listen to some music that we haven't really been listening to that much. Uh, if you like the show, be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or just about anywhere else that you get your podcasts. Sit back, relax, enjoy the show, enjoy the summer, and see you at Oceaga. Hey, Sarah. Hey. I started recording just as you picked up your drink because I hate you. Ah! <laughs> it's the last episode. What? Well, the last preview episode. We usually do a come down episode on Monday following yeah. Oceaga. That's so why I was like, what are you talking about? It's not the last, last episode. It's the last. But it's the last episode before Oceaga. Oceaga! Wow, I apologize to everybody who had uh, headphones on. That just peaked so loud on the monitors. Keith is going to fix it post. Absolutely not. That's just going to burst your eardrums and get you ready for live music. Get you ready for. <coughs> Don't forget to hydrate and bring earplugs uh, if you go really, really close so that you don't get a migraine yeah. or tinnitus. I yeah. If again, if there's one um, takeaway though, it's really really hydrate. Suntan lotion if you're pale skin. Hydrate a lot. Try to have like a thing of water for every beer you have. Just one to minimum, one. Minimum, minimum. One to one because if it's a hot weekend, you're you're not gonna think about it. Just and, do it. And you know you can just drink three jacks to one water. It's fine. Yeah. Um. Speaking of Oceaga, I think we talked about this last episode. Future has replaced ASAP Rocky. That was kind of, uh, a lot of people thought that was, well, not necessarily thought that was going to happen, but thought ASAP wasn't going to make it, isn't going to make it. Uh, also, at the time of recording this, Burna Boy just brought out a new album oh, called shit. Uh, Love uh, Damini, which is pretty great. I listened to it. Also, uh, Biba Doobie brought out a new album that I enjoyed as well. Sardis, why'd you give me a look? I don't like her. <laughs> the new album is honestly like I like the new album better than some of her previous stuff. So right. anyway, I'll uh, give her a second chance. Give her a second chance. <coughs> She's a rising star. Yeah, I know. Um, so it's just not my cup of tea. Your it's not your cup of Biba Doobie. Yep. Um. So <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna talk about a couple of bands, and I'm trying to. Th- think looking at the list i think none of them are american i Mine see are no yes one of them is no i mean based out of america but she's not american american yes she is is she i thought that anyway anyway I, when i looked it up i thought that she was uh nope, from south america wrong. okay okay Okay. No so spoilers. Thanks for spoiling mine. Wow. Okay. You spoil mine. It's British. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. My first pick, the band, first band I want to talk about uh, is Royal Blood. They're from West Sussex, England. Uh, I always think of them as like a new band, but they've been around since like 2011, which is crazy. Like they just brought out their. That's insane. Yeah. They just brought out their third album. 
I guess because so here, so I think I mean, we, the reason we might think of them as a new band is they brought out the self-titled in like 2014, which then probably only really got like big in 2015. Then they brought out How Did We Get So Dark in like 2017. And then like two or three years later, it was the pandemic and stuff. So I think that like, again, that time compression thing, yeah. like it feels like they've only been around four or five years. Well, we, so we lost two years. Everything is two years. Yeah minus in your brain um i will say that when we're taking a look at trying to find some uh, some stories and stuff to share with you guys about royal blood uh difficult band to google so they're like very <laughs> private no because you end up getting a lot of information about like prince harry and like oh! <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even think about that and, and like you know the actual royals <laughs> They're just sort of like, yep. Prince Harry has poison in his royal blood and has turned against the royal family. But amongst the speculation, Prince Harry's controversial autobiography is coming out where he's, you know, So all that. Ke- Keith read a lot about Prince Harry. I caught up with the royals. <coughs> um, no, they just um, they also just played uh, a show at Splendor, which is a big UK... Um, uh, big UK music festival, which uh, they're super excited about. I think one of the other bands we're going to talk about this episode also displayed splendor yep um so that's like pretty it's festival time time. Mm -hmm. it's festival time they're all everybody's coming back everybody um i still can't believe it it's like a week away i know it's so close this is nuts yep uh so royal blood's made up of mike kerr and ben thatcher so they're basically a two-piece, but they have a um, they have a, another musician on stage with them too. Okay, because I was like, how are like they keyboards two-piece? And stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, that's it. Because like in the studio, it's like Kerr uh, do does vocals, bass, keyboards, piano. Thatcher does drums, percussion, piano. So then, since both of them play keyboards and piano and stuff, I think they need to have another piano player, keyboardist out there on stage with them for the most part. Um, so yeah, there's obviously if you're listening to Royal Royal Blood. There's I and it kind of when especially when you hear that they're a two piece they do sound a little bit like White Stripes with more piano. Like if I you felt like they were way harder. They're heavy. Oh no, I'm saying just the heavier, overall sound. Sorry. They are. I would I would agree that they are definitely heavier. I liked um, scootering while listening to Royal Blood. Driving around on your scooter. Yeah. And you're like, I'm a scooter girl. Um. When I didn't crash, I was listening to them. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's it. So they're also, they're obviously, they've always kind of thought of themselves as a live band. They were like, that's why we've always sort of like kept our sound. I fucking love that. Sort of like stripped down. So they were like the last couple of years has been a real, real struggle for them. They're super excited to be, uh, touring live. Uh, the song I picked is called Honey Brains. Um, and they really enjoyed the entire process because, uh, they were like, we wrote the song, recorded the song. And, like, did the music video, and it's a kind of like a stripped-down music video, all in, like, a, a condensed timeline. Because they're, like, usually we're, like, writing while we're touring, we're doing whatever, yeah. because of the pandemic. Like, this entire, like, from writing song, recording the song, and even having a music video for it was apparently, like, super fast. And they were, like, it was really fun, because it sort of, like, felt like we were, like, oh, this is, like, how things used to be when we were a small band, you know? That's so cool. So, uh, so like, they See, hit... See, there were some positives for them. Yeah, exactly. That's it. So, um, did you write this song for me? Because you got you got honey brains. Yeah. Um, yeah, probably. <laughs> My brain. <laughs> so do you want to listen? A. Do you want to listen to honey brains? Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> 
Scene. Because you often get stuck in your honey brains? All the time. <laughs> All day, every day. All day, every day. If I'm not working, it's honey brains. <laughs> is that your new favorite expression? Yeah. You're like, oh, I got honey brains. Instead, my brain is ash. <laughs> now I can be like, I got honey brains. Uh, um, also <laughs> want to, on the, 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 the topic we've talked about, like a bunch of bands who've been doing tributes to the Foo Fighters and stuff. Uh, obviously, with the uh, with the passing of Taylor Hawkins, and um, so sad. Yeah, it's very very sad. Uh, but Ben Thatcher, the drummer for Royal Blood, yeah, uh, has also been doing uh, at a lot of their live shows, doing like a drum solo like tribute to Taylor Hawkins at a bunch of the shows because he was like he's like when I grew up he's like I remember watching Taylor Hawkins when he was Alanis Morissette's drummer. So, oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, he's like, I've been like, and then he's like, when I, as I got famous and got to meet him and hang with him, whatever, it was like meeting a hero and meeting like this awesome dude and whatever else. So yeah, uh, he's like, yeah, I watched him like, uh, like basically like every single night, like hung out a bunch when they were uh, when they like when they were opening for the Foo Fighters. He was like, I literally wouldn't miss a Foo Fighters show, like just to watch Taylor uh, play. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying, but you're opening. It's the same set every night. You're like, oh, you can head back to the green room and stuff. Like, I wouldn't. You're watching Legends. But every night on a yes. tour? Yeah. I understand. I just I wouldn't fault someone if they didn't do that. I'd be sitting on the floor watching them, like, every with starry That's true. That's fair. That's fair. Um, and also on that. <laughs> because, you know, there's no chairs, apparently. Yeah, there's, there's no chairs backstage. We've been backstage. There's no chairs. Yeah. Or standing, you know, just sitting down on the floor, mm-hmm. starry eyed at them. <laughs> Uh, and also on the topic, <laughs> thoughts. You're such a, that's just honey brains, honey brains. Um, yeah, and then on that topic too, Alanis Morissette just played her show in Montreal, and she's obviously doing a huge tribute to Taylor Hawkins. Yeah, on on her current tour. Um, we should have went to see that. Yeah, uh, you, you could have. I know. I'm too busy. We're very busy. Um, but who, who you want to talk about? I think another British band. Another British band. Oh, British bands. Oh, the British bands. The British invasion. The British invasions of what leg? (laughs) I can't. I can't believe I just did try to do an accent. Did Uh, I do it at least like that? It wasn't the worst accent I've ever heard you do. (laughs) Oh my god. So first of all, are you talking about the one I did yesterday or just in general? Okay. Um. (laughs) So two things about wet leg that I number one that are not. I'm sure not on your your notes. If they are. You're dead to me. Okay, because they're like they're they're very specific about like Montreal and Oceaga. Like this isn't like news. No, this is. I think we might be talking okay, about the so same go, thing. Okay, so go 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 go. We'll do that after. Mm-hmm. But they're also playing the same festival. Yeah, that's not what I was gonna say. I know, but I wrote that down, so I'm just telling you. Okay. So yeah, they just I knew Splendor. even though you like gave me a look like, listen, you idiot. I know you don't <laughs> fucking research. Well, I did. Uh huh. Um. Okay. So. Also, on the topic of British, yeah, they have the most British names. I know. I was gonna say like Ryan, Ryan, Ryan with an R H, and, and and Hester Chambers. Hester. I didn't know that people were named Hester anymore, and I was super excited because I call one of my cousins Hester because I find it's like a cool name. Um. So yeah, that was that was fun. Uh-huh. Anyway, so I'm gonna start 
off by um, how they started off. Okay. So music festival, mm-hmm. Ferris wheel. Mm-hmm. What does Oshayaga have? Ferris, Ferris wheel, wheel. at a music festival. And while they're on the Ferris wheel, they're like, we should be in a band. And then they're like, cool, let's do that. And then they did. Um, but yeah, they they don't take themselves seriously, which mm-hmm. I love. Mm-hmm. They're self-deprecating and super fun. I find they're like 2005-ish, maybe 2007. 2007 is a great year for music, so I'm just going to say 2007. Okay. Um, when it comes to like their um, indie rock style. Right. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean though? I do. Okay, cool. Because sometimes I like just talk and I don't really know if people understand. So we were talking about this. Not necessarily wet leg in general, but this particular kind of like rock sound yeah. that got big in the mid like 2000s where like, um, I can't, I'm blanking on some of the names, but like La Tigre was in that like sound mm-hmm. and wet leg, like wet leg to La Tigre, like La Tigre to wet leg is almost like a straight line of like, but it's, it's a 2019, 18-ish band. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, they, they're it's so cool. They're like, more, you could clearly tell that they grew up listening to them. Yeah, exactly. <coughs> um anyway um i think what was also really cool about what i was reading about them mm-hmm. is soul wax uh did an electro remix of uh too late now mm-hmm. and that got blown the fuck up mm-hmm. um and my other second favorite thing is well two other things okay, okay. i have three other favorite things mm-hmm. i have two other favorite th- three favorite things <laughs> <laughs> they use Mean Girl quotes. So again, uh-huh. uh, they grew up listening to the twenty, like two early two thousands and like early two thousand movies. Because mm-hmm. like uh, anyway, they use quotes from there. They adopted a donkey named Archie. Mm-hmm. Actually, Archie Baby. Archie Baby. And he was on stage last time they were in Australia. So maybe they travel with Donkey. Uh, I don't know, but. Unclear. Where does Donkey fit in? Where does Archie Baby fit in she, the band? They they did. I think Ryan did say that they're gonna try to have Archie Baby on all of their um, stages, but mm-hmm. I don't think like you can travel with yeah, a donkey. Yeah, I don't think that's possible. That's livestock. <laughs> yeah. So I think you can only. I think like maybe they meant like in that specific area where he was adopted, mm-hmm. which I did not write down because I suck. But then they adopted a second one, and oh. they called it Archie Baby Two. Nice. That's my third one. That's your third favorite? Yeah. So that's pretty much it what I have. Okay, so I have things. Oh, oh. also wet leg, which I did not know, uh-huh. means a self-pitying person. Mm-hmm. It's slang. Mm-hmm. Look at me. Those are all the facts. So yeah, so apparently when they were messing around with the name, the first version of the name was just an emoji form. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it was just, I guess, like the little splash thing in a leg, and then I'm like, eh. Um, no, but the it's stuff like, th- ch Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the stuff that I wanted to point out was, obviously, if you go back and listen to our interview with Nick, uh, Oshiaga, Venko are very aware that Wet Leg blew up, but when they were booking the show, like, they didn't even have an EP out. <laughs> oh, fuck, it's true. So they only had, like, a couple singles. Like, they had, uh, yeah, that's it. It was, like, they had Shays Long was out in 2021, and... Their self-titled album only came out this year. So when they're booking, they're booking in 2021. They're basically just booking off of like a couple singles. Yeah. So they knew they were going to be big, but they they absolutely blew up. Yeah, I feel like this stage is going to be fucking wild. And as as a testament to how much they blew up, they were originally booked to play Barla Ritz. 
Oh, yeah. Which is, if you're a Montrealer, a tiny venue that I'm sure they would have sold out in like two seconds and probably had to be moved up to like Olympia or something bigger because that's a small venue for how big yeah. this band blew up like literally in the summer. So those th- those are the two, uh, two points that I wanted to bring up. And on that note of small venues, they, uh, I think in the last week or two, just did a surprise show. Where well, I did my research <coughs> when we originally were going to do this, wow, which was over okay. a week ago. Okay, so. wow, flex. Um, so yeah, so they they did it with a, like a partnership with a, a website called like Mosh Ticks or whatever else, and they played like a 250 person capacity show. Uh, that must have been wild. That was yeah, exactly. Apparently, completely completely off off the chain. But yeah, no, they blew off real fast. They blew off real fast. They blew off real fast. Blew up. I know. Yeah. I said that okay. the first time. I swear. And also, I don't know if they're gonna wear do this, but um, in Glastonbury they wore like weird matching white dresses. Yeah, which I think is like that's where they adopted the the donkey. Yeah. Anyway, but I like a lot of their videos are wearing like matching. Yeah, but this look it looks they literally their dresses look like they're almost like Florence and the Machine. Which yeah. Is, which does not like vibe with their sound no, whatsoever. Not at all, but they're that's wearing these like flowing white dresses. But that's, that's a joke, right? I know, I get it. We said and they're self deprecating. Yeah, and they they also seriously. have a video where they're wearing that exact dress. I know. So I'm, I'm pretty sure they're it's gonna do it. Exactly. It's fun. Um, it's like me wearing that. So Imagine. <laughs> uh one of the articles I was reading was saying that like wet leg in a nutshell. Yeah. And it's just like you. It's like your motto. Is act goofy but tear it up. Yeah. You know? That's the vibe. What song we're listening to, Sarah? We're gonna listen to your mum. Your mum. Your mum. Watching that music video, Sarah again felt seen because she was like, it's me and my bestie Alex. Yeah. Yeah. We're goofy. You're goofy, but tearing it up. But we always tear it up. <laughs> She's, she might be coming on Friday, guys, so just be careful. <laughs> it's going to be wild. She's missing. It's going to be wild. You just, I mean, listen, there's going to be a lot of girls just dancing and going crazy, but if you see two, like... People weirdos? Two weirdos? That's us. <laughs> yeah. uh, you have anything else to say about wet leg? Uh, no. I don't think so. Fine. Did I have something? I don't know. Okay, I, no. I cannot decide. Sarah has, um, her new phone has like a stylus on it. So now her notes, instead of just being incomprehensible scribbles in a book, are like incomprehensible scribbles on her phone. Like, I'll try to take a picture of them. Maybe I'll share it on Twitter. I, 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 you don't need to take a picture. I can just send you the file. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so we're going to talk. That's how technology works. (laughs) Listen, we're right now we're off grid. So everything is different. (coughs) Um, the next band we're going to talk about is. Tell me, tell me. Canadian. Uh, they're called the Hallucination. They formerly, uh, called a tribe called Red. They operated as a tribe called Red from 2007 to 2021. They kind of they. I know a tribe called Red. Exactly, that's it. So, and it was like named as a tribute to a tribe called Quest, which was obviously like a hip hop team that had songs that addressed African American social grievances and a lot of the hallucinations 
music uh, heavily addresses sort of uh, indigenous people's uh, social grievances. The uh, the band is consist of Tim Toolman Hill and Aaron Bear Witness Thomas. Uh, Toolman is Mohawk of the Six Nations of the Grand River, and Aaron is, or Bear Witness, I should say, is a member of the Cayuga First Nations. Uh, and they started out this. Um, I don't think they started out, but they like they took a style of music called like electric powwow or like powwow step to sort of bring a contemporary style of powwow music for like urban first Nations people in the dance club scene. Cause when they, that's sort so of, fucking cool. Cause when they started it out, they were like, listen, there's, there isn't really a scene. There isn't really a scene. Exactly. That's it. And you're sort of like the, the first nations experience is very different. Like, like you often think about it in terms of like the reservations and like the protected land and stuff like that. But you're like, there's humongous indigenous populations, obviously in urban centers. Yep. So they were like, we, you know, mixing hip hop blend with traditional powwow music, so on and so forth. They kind of like meshed it up and they made this like, um, this badass sound. Yeah. Like a badass sound for like, like, like blending in like traditional powwow style with also like a party club scene. Right. So <clears throat> they were just sort of like throwing a party um, where in urban centers where they were like the urban centers of well, I mean of North America, but they were obviously thinking more, more locally in terms of Canada. Yeah. Like the urban centers are like basically devoid of most like indigenous culture. Uh, so obviously they, they also are super, super involved in, uh, in activism. They're very vocal supporters of Idle No More, which was uh, like a peaceful revolution movement that started uh, in November of 2012 to protest Bill C-45, um, which they continued to do that. They have often like they've backed out of shows um for like if the organizers or the venues or whatever else like that are sort of have any kind of like ties to something that is like an appro like cultural appropriation, appropriation or uh, a misrepresentation of indigenous peoples they obviously that's fucking sick uh and and i mean the band has said this numerous times and i think it goes without saying and i would say that like that they they issued the statement they made it very very public statement in 2013 and i'd like to imagine that in the nine years since, people have gotten better about it. Like, if I'm thinking of, like, Oshiagas, like, from, like, 10, 15 years ago, you would see, like, okay, war paint and Okay, I know exactly what you're going to say. And stuff like that. Somehow that Fucking was, Coachella. like... That was somehow appropriate festival garb. Yeah, Coachella um, was, like, a big Yeah, zone exactly, that. that's it. A peop- yeah, exactly, people with, like... Big zone, you know? Yeah, exactly. A Native, Native American war paint and headdresses on uh, white festival goers, which was never cool. And obviously, the band... Vocally uh, opposed to that, and then in especially actually, Oshiaga bans them now. Yeah, I think so. I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, as at least a couple of years ago. Yeah, like, you'll be. But it was. It's kind of interesting. I but feel like if you're native, you would be able to go. I mean, yeah, potentially. Uh, but if you're white, just don't do it. But it was kind of. It's kind of interesting too because they they had to make the statement of some of their like non-indigenous fans would like do that to like we're supporting the band and they're like oh, nope, no 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 wrong. no no check your privilege calm down <laughs> like n- not a thing you're supposed to be doing um like, like your your heart's in a good place but you're doing it so wrong don't do it yeah exactly that's it check um, first google <clears throat> ask your friend yeah actually don't ask your friend research yeah just exactly do re- do the research the internet exists hey. yeah do your research 
Uh, in 2020, um, the, band, the band released the track Land Back, which was available uh, for free and I think was like raised, uh, all the raised money was going to support the uh, the protests of the Wet'suwet'en First Nations when they were protesting the, uh, the gas tank pipeline. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the song was hoped to be used by those during the 2020 Canadian Pipeline and Railway protests that were happening right at the beginning of the pandemic. We were speaking about this last night. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Um, yeah, they're like a, a great, like I said, it's, it's fun. It's fun. They're like, their music is like, a <laughs> I was par- like, what's fun? No, the uh, their music is like, I'm just saying like, the they pipeline. make like, they make like literally like party music. <laughs> no, I know. I know. But with like indigenous roots with like the, like, like powwow music style in the roots and obviously like they're not just doing it as just a party it's also sort of like getting out like um like social activism and protests and and stuff like that so they're uh, using their platform it's very very cool um i like it yep they uh and like i said on all this started um in ottawa where they had their own like club nights where they 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 okay. started it up which is weird uh, that it's ottawa i mean that's just where they were i didn't know ottawa had a club night they, they did or club vibe and a tribe called red aka now the hallucination uh well because like, a tribe called red i think was actually the name of the club night at first okay so that was i think where it uh where where it came out of um so we're gonna listen to it's over by the hallucination Cool. We have no internet. But, but Keith remembered because I kept bothering him the whole song. Uh-huh. The whole beginning is believe it or not. It's a lot like believe it or not. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Because uh, I was like, it's the show where it's like maybe it's real, maybe it's not. Stranger than fiction? That's not what it is. It's a movie. Yep. Uh, so in the in the opening of the of the video, the uh, the conspiracy theorist mentions the fact that Toolman occasionally wears a heavyweight wrestling belt. Uh, and there's a lot of like weird little references to wrestling in the video. There's a lot. Um, so it's kind of interesting. I'm just going to share this quote um, from uh, Bear Witness talking about the fact that they're both wrestling fans. I was going to say, do they ha- do you have their favorite wrestler? Uh, kind of, yeah. So uh, growing up in a world where indigenous people are so underrepresented in the media, you tend to identify with what's available to you. So the connection between the indigenous communities and the Americas and professional wrestling is like really heavy. North America, there were pros like Chief Jay Youngblood and Wahoo McDaniel who were actually indigenous, but then had to dress in a headdress and tassels in order to compete. Obviously like dressed up yep. as wrestling will do. Uh, in my generation, uh, though, he's like, we like love the Ultimate Warrior, but hated Tatanka because he was not actually indigenous. It was just a non-indigenous person pretending to be. So even though there was nothing about <laughs> Ultimate Warrior that was actually indigenous, we made some kind of a cultural connection to him. Uh, more recently, The Rock has shown us how a proud indigenous man can make it as a wrestler on his own terms. Yeah. So the idea of the video was to show the connection that we made to these people like went beyond stereotypes. 
but also to see uh, an indigenous character make it without needing to be the stereotype, right? Because it's like yeah, The Rock never had like a uh, when The Rock's at his biggest, it's like everybody knows that he's like a proud person of Samoan heritage, but that's not his gimmick as a wrestler, no. right? So um, they they kind of identify with that. That's amazing. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, who are we going to talk about next, Sarah? We're going to talk about a new discovery for me. Mm-hmm. La Doña. La Doña. La Doña. Mm-hmm. She's fucking badass. Cecilia Peña Govea. Okay, thanks for stealing my first line. Wow, okay. Sorry. <laughs> you know her name. My bad. You know, I said her name. Her name. Mm-hmm. So she's actually one of those uh, YouTube incubator people like uh, found from Foundry. Mm-hmm. Um, but what really sucks is that she was breaking out just as COVID was hitting. As many people have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> so like she was going to be doing um, South. E- no, I always make it a mistake. Southeast by Southwest. South by Southwest. South by Southwest. Uh-huh. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote and I scribbled because I kept writing East. Right. Um, and then I'm like, is it supposed to be East? Anyway, that was like her first real tour. And obviously because of COVID canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was like, what am I going to do? Um, it was literally her, her uh, Algo Nuevo. Yeah. Like literally came out March 2020. I know. Like not just like, oh, it came out like near the beginning of the pandemic. It literally came, came out, out like as the, the pandemic week of was exploding. the week of pandemic shutdown. Yeah. Yeah. For North America anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like, man, poor her. But yep. so she was like, how am I going to do it? Mm-hmm. And her her people were like, do virtual stuff. Mm-hmm. So she was like super huge on doing it, keeping, making sure that she was going to be exposed and having, ex- sorry, getting exposure. Yeah, different thing. Yeah. <laughs> so that, uh, you know, people know who she is when the pandemic's over. Yeah. Um, so this is why I didn't know her because... It never came on yeah, my weirdly radar. Weirdly, we're not super into the San Francisco music scene of, like, 2019. Yep. <laughs> but um, for those of you who don't know who she is, she's Fematon kind of music, which mm-hmm. is basically reggaeton, but female. But with ladies. But female, you know? Mm-hmm. Female empowering reggaeton. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was, like, super cool. So, like, her and her family used to teach uh, mariachi, and we're in a mariachi band, mm-hmm. um, to to schools in, like, the San Francisco area because there's, like, a lot of Latinos and um, mm-hmm. Latinas in the area. But they never got to, like, practice their own music, right? Mm-hmm. So they try to do that. I mean, it got canceled a couple of times whenever they were trying to do it, like, at the schools. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. I'm ready. She's basically Selena. Okay. I don't think so. No, she is. She's basically Selena. <laughs> Touring with her family uh, in a band. Uh-huh. They started off as mariachi. That's what she did. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, she's, she's cool as fucking beautiful. Okay. Selena. Yeah. Um, But I really hope she doesn't have the same ending as Selena. Yeah, I was going to say, don't t- try to put that. But... I literally like wrote on a giant page. She's basically Salina mm-hmm. all over. I kept writing it over and over and mm-hmm. circled Fematon. That's all I really have uh, because I got too excited and then I just kept listening to her music. Oh. But anyway, I really liked her. 
So I'm going to be partying to that. I'm going to be partying to Ladonia. Um, so something I found when I was just poking around looking for Ladonia. Um, and she's fairly new too, right? So it's, there's not too, too much out. Yeah. So the, the, on the SF Gate website, and I think SF Gate is also maybe a print newspaper, like a, like a Montreal Mirror, Montreal Hour kind of situation. So Ladonia had a monthly column uh, for SF Gate where um, she went to different uh, taquerias and reviewed their burritos. Oh, fuck. I didn't find that. <laughs> That's so, like, that literally had, like, a recurring column where this musician is just going... Listen, she's a hustler. She's like, how do I get my name out? Yeah. I'm going to go virtual... I'm going to do all the virtual shit, and I'm going to write a column about the best burritos yeah, in San Fran. Yeah, so her stating uh, is saying, the music I make is a sweltering blend of regional Mexican styles, American roots music, uh, cumbia, reggaeton, wrapped up uh, in a concise uh, tortilla of salsa instrument. She said reggaeton. Okay. I'm quoting. Reading her quotes. Okay. Okay. I know okay. it's fematon. I understand you wrote that. She said it's, reggaeton. It's fematon. Anyway, uh, wrapped up in a concise tortilla of salsa instrumentation and arrangement and topped with a blistering bath of furious and high-fias feminism. <laughs> I love it. So... I mean, she ju- you just summed exactly what the music is mm-hmm. that way. Way mm-hmm. better than I could. Well, I mean, that was... Uh, yeah, but her. I didn't write a quote, yeah. so... Yeah, well, I'm professional, Sarah. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm professional. What are we listening to? Um. Well, I had trouble picking because okay. I wanted to listen to all of them. Mm-hmm. You know, all of them. Yep. That whole album. Um. But we're doing uh, Piñas con Pan. Yep. And enjoy. Okay. Let your ears and body enjoy. Oh, phrasing? What? You're going to dance. Okay, you're going to dance. Tell me you love me too. Say that you're always searching for me. Looking for love, that's true. How is your Spanish, Poco? Uh, sometimes good, sometimes. So what? Did, not. What's she saying in Spanish in that song? I don't remember. I I did a rough translation because I don't actually speak Spanish. Because I wasn't actually listening. I was You're just, just dancing. Yeah, I was also watching the video because I was like, it's so visually fun. So and we're also in the woods. Yeah. It looks exactly like where we are. So I'm gonna. I apologize. Um, Native Spanish speakers, I'm going to butcher it. But like, to invite solo, tocando a mi puerto on la noche. Oh, it's so you tr- knock on the, my door at, in the middle of the night? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it. Like, knocking on my door in the middle of the night. Also, but the line that came, that stuck out to me, is, Y tu cuelo café, tu cuelo café hay papi, y cuando el río uh, suena. Oh, the, uh, the, that part is there. You want coffee, you want coffee. But when it's you're apparently roughly translates to, like, I'll, I'll strain your coffee. Oh, I'll strain your, oh, I'll strain your coffee. Very, just very sexy. And uh, when the river sounds, like, uh, you know, river sounds. Very sexy. It's like sexy food talk, basically. Honestly, like, Keith, this is all you need to do for me. Sexy food talk? Yeah, sexy food talk me. <laughs> That's how you keep the love alive. Keep the love alive. Like, you know, sexy food talk me. Mm-hmm. Other than sexy food talk, yep. who else are we seeing? 
<laughs> um, we're gonna go. I thought Sueño was. Oh no, it's not. I'm thinking about something else. Never mind. Go. Okay. <coughs> I, again, I'm just. I said rough translation. This is what I was. What I was working with. Um. So the last band that we're going to talk about today, and it's gonna be the last or band or act. The that last act. The last of act of the Oshiaga unofficial Oshiaga. Oh my Oshiaga god! It's happening. Yep, it's gonna happen. Uh, we're going to talk about Apache. Uh, John DeBuck, uh, known professionally as Apache, is... Uh, I was supposed to do Apache. No, I'm joking. <laughs> this is the conversation Keith and I had for like, like fucking months. <laughs> uh, born in Brussels, Belgium, but currently living right here in beautiful Montreal, Quebec. When you said right here, I was like, he lives in the Laurentians? No. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... Ignore I, me. Yeah, exactly. Just like... <laughs> And as will as will become immediately clear, operates in a very similar sound space to our good friend <laughs> Vladimir Koshmar. Uh, and the track that we're going to be playing for him, spoilers for the in two or three minutes from now, is his collaboration with Vlad. Uh, but and has if you don't know what it's called, then you know it's not a spoiler yet. Yeah, um, but like op has that really that that like epic like neurofunk sound. With like orchestration and like instruments that you don't always hear in electronic music, like violins and stuff, yeah. and then like like taking classical instruments yeah, like, and like making like them sword, fucking cool AF sword clanging noises and, <laughs> and all that stuff. <laughs> um, so he blew up. Um, well, that blew up. But one of his big, uh, I guess, when a, when he, a lot of people found him is that he played at. Uh, da, 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 why am I blanking? Hey it? guys, you say my notes are bad. I mean, he says my notes so are bad. He can't the League even of find Legends. his notes. No, it's not he can find them. I'm just trying to remember the notes. name of it. So I was gonna say it's nerd shit. Wow. Okay, just burn the lead. Patrick does nerd shit. Episode over. The end. Uh, no. You just said clanging of swords. Yeah. Obviously, he's going to be on, like, something. Anyway, so he played the League of Legends mid-season celebrations. League of Legends, if you don't know what League of Legends is, it's probably one of the vid biggest or video Or LOL. LOL. It's probably one of the biggest video games on the planet. They yeah. have over 150 million registered players. They have, like, didn't they have, like, Ozzy Osbourne, like, do a commercial for them or something? Yeah, that's it. They're they're huge. Yeah, they're massive. Um, but, yeah, so he played, like, uh, the, the Renaissance Live um, was That'd be fucking the, cool. The event. <laughs> And the only time you can get me to go see lol. Yeah. And then and he did this like and because it was online this year, obviously, like there was no real event happening with it. He had this giant like music video super cinem like Cinematic. Cinem cinematic. I was like, cinemagraphic. That's not a word. Super cinematic with like all the instruments coming in and like super dynamic lighting. And that's kind of become his like trademark video style. Like all of his videos look like weird epic uh movie scenes um, but it needs to be i guess so um the the how he ended up uh coordinating supposedly or collaborating with uh, vladimir koshmar tell me tell me is, tell me is and also the impetus for their song that they did together the song's called rip um, so he said, I met Vladimir Koshmar at a G7 meeting and we both felt like the world was in a really bad place. Okay, wait, after, they were can both I finish at a G7 my meeting? Listen to the quote, Sarah. Keep after, going. After discussing how the whole world would end, we decided to write the soundtrack for the end of the world. This is RIP. The rest is history. 
So considering the state of the world today, Vladimir Koshmar and I no longer want to live on this planet. R.I.P. Skullface. That's the quote. I don't think they were actually at a G7 meeting, Sarah. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I'm very gullible sometimes. Yeah, I don't believe Apache and Vladimir Koshmar. They could have been an attendee. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you can go. It's open. I guess. They could have. You can go see, like... Um, this video, the, the video RIP that we're about to watch was... Oh, my God. That's actually pretty epic, though. Yeah. That whole quote? Yes. <laughs> like I don't want to live here anymore. This video was actually <laughs> supposed to be filmed in Russia. No. Uh, that was the original plans for it when they were putting together the uh, the original video. Obviously, that did not happen. Uh, so, most of it is filmed in, in Montreal. So, you might recognize some parts of Montreal in the video. But they were actually planning... Planning the vid, like, can you imagine that we were planning a video about the end of the world in, in Russia? In Russia, and this was prior to the invasion of Ukraine. Like, <sighs> I can't. You know, like, talk about on the nose and like calling it, like the. the well, fuck! They were at the G seven meeting, Keith. Okay. <laughs> 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 um. Anyway, so here's the song, and that's why we're closing. See, this is why you gotta respect producer DJs. I see, and I was saying, and that's why I picked this song as uh, the end. As the end. Because the the preview show is also over. R.I.P. The preview show. Uh, let's listen to the start. Listen to the track. You know what? It's gonna be a great Oshiaga. Yeah. So it's fine. We the, can. The preview show's over though. This is the last song you're gonna hear. Now, how if you here it comes. Okay. to go see Vlad during Mural Fest <laughs> and heard that song live. Uh-huh. Yeah, Vlad, uh, Vladimir Koshmov started his uh, his set off with that. And as you could kind of hear, this huge epic sound and orchestration and then just to see Vlad come out with his skull and just like playing up to the audience and everybody cheering. And a lot of people, honestly, unsure of what was happening. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was it. The, the, the night at Mural Fest was the... It was, it was the a Frenchie bu- night. Yeah, exactly. It was the Frenchie night. It was a, with a bunch of uh, performers from France. And... Arguably, I think a lot of people were there for the person, the, the the duo before Vlad, which were like a much more traditional like French hip hop duo. Very good, but and then you just have this skeleton boy come out, and it's like at first it's not even dance music; it's just like an orchestra sound. It's the best. I hope they use the Montreal orchestra if they like actually filmed it here because like everyone is legit playing. Yeah. They did. They did film it. Yeah. So and, and in the music video, you see the the planet explodes and rich people um, eating their faces off, eating their faces off, and going on in a spaceship. Although I think the in like <clears throat> I a lot of the scenes really feel uh, too soon. Okay. Well, they were planning it before the invasion, and, but I think that the impression that you're supposed to get from that music video, at least the impression that I get, is that. Vlad and Apache are going to end up killing all of these rich people who think they're safe in space. Oh, yeah, 100%. And then they're like, okay, our job here is done. Exactly. Goodbye. So the rich people are, are on a spaceship and they think that they're... And they're eating they're and e- gorging. They're eating and gorging as you watch, like, literally the planet explode. But I think that uh, Vlad and Apache are going to end up killing them also. Because yeah. everybody's going to... Because they weren't eating. They were not. They were not eating. They were just. They were watching. definitely poisoning them. I mean, it has to do with the whole medieval thing, right? There's mm-hmm. a sword. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. Anyway, 
All right, planet Earth. Might as well party at Oceaga. Yeah, the Oceaga is gonna be fucking sick. Mm-hmm. Please come see me. I don't know. <laughs> if you see if you see Sarah and her camera, uh, give us a shout out and uh, maybe we'll I won't we'll corrupt an entire uh, fucking card? SD card this time. Maybe maybe we'll get lucky. I think I cried uh, yeah. when that happened. That checks out. Um, yeah, that was yeah. No, that if you see horrible. us, come come and say hey, and uh, Sarah will snap some nice photos yeah. of you. But we're gonna also do some live shots. Sure. But not like live streaming, just well, like not exactly. That's it. Like well, no, we'll take live photos posting. Of, exactly. We'll be posting photos of you guys. We're not of the music. Yeah. That's uh. That's what we. You, do. ASAP. Unless I don't like it on my phone, and then I'm gonna do it when I get it she on means my actually camera. asap not asap asap is not at the asap show. is not coming ASAP i will do it in the future oh, oh! again i apologize for your <laughs> headphones sarah just yelled in your ear uh you know so if you see us say hi uh come out to Oshiaga, enjoy yourselves well obviously if you're then listening to this whole entire show we do this without necessarily thinking about the um schedule we're yeah. very aware that we've recommended like bands that are playing at exactly the same time uh, and maybe all of them at the same time but that's yeah. because there is so much amazing yeah. music sometimes there's two or three bands happening so we're gonna on our come down show probably talk about what we actually did end up seeing and our highlights sometimes we run to one stage to the other to watch the first and second set so maybe we'll get to see it all maybe maybe we'll just sprint if you just see us running Get, get our card. There's in. zero chance of me running. Sarah hasn't. <laughs> Sarah has literally not ran since last Oceaga. Yeah, since last Oceaga, I have not moved. Pretty much, yeah. Um, but you know. All right. See, see you on. F- well, this is. See you in Friday. Yeah, exactly. See you in a week and a half on Friday. Yeah. See you at Oceaga. We'll be there Friday. Think, if I'm not mistaken, I can't. 2 p.m. sharp. Pretty much, yeah. 2 p.m. is when the music starts, and I think there's someone we want to see. I know there is. I'm I so excited. I, I just got like jittery. Also, we didn't really talk about it, uh, and unfortunately, we are in the Laurentians with no reception, so we can't really figure out exactly who it is. But Oceaga announced a bunch of after parties, so check that out if you because uh, everybody on oh, yeah. Reddit and Instagram and everyone else was like, "What about the after parties?" Well, they announced them. There's a bunch. I know Gus Dapperton and King Hannah are doing one. Yeah. I know Sebastian Leger is doing one. I know Chris Lake is doing one. Yep. Uh, those are just the ones I remember off the top those of my head. Those are the only ones that I remember because you told me about them. Yes. So, uh, yeah. But after yeah. Party. After parties are announced. If you can't go to Oceaga, go to the after parties. You're going to have a blast. And listen, if you can, if you're. If you're if able you, to do all of it. Do it all. And let us know how you survive because I want to understand your life. They're 20 years younger than us. Sarah. Shut up. <laughs> See you at Oshiaga, everybody. Bye. Have fun. Bye. Hey there. Thanks for listening. Obviously, if you enjoyed the show, uh, tell your friends about it. Talk to us. You can, wherever you saw the show, feel free to engage with us. We're both very friendly. I uh, promise you. Uh, just to let you know that all audio clips are copyrighted to their respective owners and used solely with the intention of promoting Oshiaga. Uh, the intro song that we use, or intro and or outro song, is uh, Paradise Engineering uh, instrumental version by Yacht and is licensed under a attribution non-commercial share like 3.0 United States license. Um, just so you know, if you do enjoy the show and like 
like our vibe, uh, we do run a website called 9to5.cc where we have a bunch of other podcasts on the show. We have Go Plug Yourself, where we talk to interesting Montrealers, and we have 9ES, which is more of a pop culture show. So if that either of those two things seem like your vibe, uh, go check out 9to5.cc. Um, otherwise, can't wait to see you at Oshiaga. Bye. 9to5.cc, podcasts, blogs, and comics, made in Montreal since 2011.